my mother's Dutch pot. A poster, which is a map of Barbados. My grandmother's suitcase. A flyer with the sound system on it. We all have one of those objects, don't we? Something so sentimental, we've had it for years. And losing or breaking it is not an option. These objects tell a story about us. About our lives, upbringing and family. And for Caribbeans whose stories are so often left untold, we are bringing these stories to the fore. They're just pots on a surface level, but they're kind of loaded in history. These flyers would have been going back to the 70s, so it brings back great memories. This is Objects and Tings. A podcast celebrating Caribbeans and their favourite tings. Episode 9, first hand or last hand. Hello and welcome to another episode of Objects and Tings. The show that celebrates 75 years of the Windrush via the objects we Caribbeans cherish most. I'm Catherine Ross and that was my daughter Linda Burrell. We run the National Caribbean Heritage Museum, Museum And. Which basically means we put on exhibitions around the UK that celebrate Caribbean heritage and culture. And an extension of that is this podcast, which we started to commemorate this year's 75th Windrush anniversary. We're on episode nine now, so our regular listeners will know the score. But for those who are new to the show... Welcome! Yes, welcome! And to fill you in, each week we talk to a different guest about an object they love most. We do this because as museum owners, we love objects and find they make the best conversation starters. Yes, we find they help access conversations you couldn't reach without a prompt. Indeed, but I feel instead of explaining, probably best to demonstrate. You mean, instead of sitting here chatting, let's get on with the show? Precisely. It's time to hear from today's guest. My name is Paul Henriquez. I am the founder of Pardner. Pardner is a mobile application that replicates the age-old tradition of Pardner. We met Paul while researching for our exhibition called Pardner Hand, a Caribbean answer to British banking exclusion. With him over our mutual appreciation of Pardner, so we thought it's only right to invite him on our show and explain exactly what it is. My object today isn't so much an object, it's a ting, and that ting is Pardner. Pardner is a communal saving activity where friends and family or members of the community get together, form a group and decide to save a fixed amount each month. Now, one person in that group will then take a turn to receive the proceeds of that fixed amount that is collected. And next month, everyone gets together again, pulls all their pardon money into a fixed pot and the second person in line will then receive it. This activity continues until everyone in the group has had a chance to have their payout or their partner draw. 
as we call it. Now, the whole thing is managed by a central person, typically a matriarch in the community who is known as the banker. They will be the person to organise the collection and distribution of these proceeds. And the reason why this activity is so useful is that for some people, it's a, a quick cash boost. The first person to get their payout or their draw, as we call it, they're getting a cash boost from the members in the group. And the last person to get their draw, it's like they're being helped to achieve a savings goal. So, you know, it's good all around, basically. The draw is decided um, by the people within the group. For example, if, say, five of you get together, you may decide that you would prefer to receive your draw last because you're saving up for a major holiday that's at the end of the year, for example. Or you may have a pressing bill that you need to address and you would prefer to get your draw early. When I think of partner, it just reminds me of when my parents came over to the UK and how it helped them. My parents used to always travel back to Jamaica whenever they could and it was a pardon of money that helped them to do that. When the Windrush generation came over to the UK, they were locked out of, you know, standard credit. They were denied access to certain banking services. And so something like the Pardoner for Caribbean people at the time, it was a godsend. So it, it's got a, a special place in my heart in that sense. And I've seen how much it helps other people. So it was really important to me to not only carry on the tradition, but to do it in a way that, you know, makes it ready for the future, basically. Wow, didn't Paul explain that well? Yes, thanks, Paul. That was beautifully put. Like many Caribbeans, Paul has been involved in partner from a very young age. Now, if you're not Caribbean, you might think that is strange. How could a kid be involved in money management? But if you are Caribbean, you will know we love giving our kids chores. And partner, for a lot of Caribbean kids, is a chore in waiting. Well, that was until Paul's app came along. Confused? Again, we let Paul explain. Hello, Paul. How are you? Hey, how you doing? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Yeah, fine. Excited about the conversation to come. I can't wait. Hiya. Hello. <laughs> Can I just start with, where's your family from? Yeah, so my family is from Jamaica. Uh, my parents were born and grew up in Westmoreland in Jamaica, oh. in the countryside. Uh, I've been there many times and I love it. Great. And when did they come to the UK? They both came in 1958, but my dad travelled over first. But why did you grow up in the UK? I'm a Jamaican Londoner, is what I like to say. You know, we grew up in a church. My dad was a pastor. My mum had two jobs. And so they kind of um, shielded us from if there was any kind of struggles. There was things that they did, you know, just to help us get by. Growing up in the 70s, I do remember, especially in North London, um, the National Front marches down the main high street, um, things like that, being chased um, in the streets when I, was, when I was a youth as well by people who didn't like the way you looked. So mm -hmm. went for all that, but also had a very happy home life. 
Thanks for sharing that with us. Um, can I ask you now, what's your first experience as a partner? Yeah, so my first experience is, I mean, I mentioned earlier how our parents gave us the best that they could, you know, with love, etc. Finances were tight, but because of partner that helped us to get by. My first experience of it, though, was being told to deliver the partner money on a Saturday morning. You know, I just want to watch cartoons, man. <laughs> You know, given a brown envelope, stuff of cash, told her to live it to, you know, Mrs. Dixon, a bus ride away. So I begrudgingly <laughs> did that. <laughs> but, you know, that was my first introduction to partner, you know. And also remember when it was time for my parents to collect uh, their partner draw. I remember distinctly, and um, one of the reasons was my parents did the partner not only to pay bills, but to um, pay for trips back to Jamaica. And there was one time when, for some reason, they got a partner drawer, but they lost the envelope. And I remember it was in the house somewhere and we were searching high and low and there was a bit of a panic. But um, yeah, we uh, found it in the end. But for a short period of time, there was like, you know, pure panic. But <laughs> Where was it? Who had it? I think it, it was in my mum's, my parents' bedroom. Because because I was packing to go back, there was lots of things upside down. And do you know what I mean? It must have oh, slipped behind yeah. something. So <laughs> that was kind of my, my kind of earliest memories of, of partner when I was growing up. Yeah, I've not heard that story no, before. No. That was the first time. I've heard the story of um, kids having to go and drop it off somewhere. And like you said, begrudgingly having to get on the bus or walk around to yeah, Sister exactly. So-and-So's house and miss Saturday morning TV. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I went through that. What has being involved in a partner at such an early age taught you about money management? Well, as the years went by, it taught me the importance of managing money and the importance of being disciplined with your money. The fact that, you know, depending on where you are, when it's time to get your partner joy, if you're, if you're towards the end of the partner cycle, that taught me, you know, how to be patient and disciplined and to kind of, um, you know, work towards something that you want, you know, instead of, you know, having that must have it now kind of um, mentality. And also the extreme importance of community, even though I kind of didn't like in the early days having to trudge to Mrs. Dixon's to deliver the partner, you know, her son was a friend of mine or he got to be a good friend of mine. And so there was that kind of community connection. I made a good friend. You get to see people in your community as well. So, you know, partner taught me both of those things, you know, the importance of discipline, money management, but also the extreme importance of community and how the collective can help each other. It's so true. Mm -hmm. And also, you shouldn't really complain about having to miss Saturday morning TV because you actually got a Saturday play date with <laughs> Mrs. Dixon's son. <laughs> yeah. Your mum was doing you a yeah, favour. <laughs> Indeed. So what do you use your personal partner money for? Hey, I use mine for holidays. Um, you know, I like to have a certain amount of spending money when I go away. So that's what I use my partner money for. Has that always been the case or has that changed over the years? Um, I would say it's always been the case for me personally. Um, I've always, you know, liked to have, you know, a certain amount of money to spend when I travel or when I go away and, you know, not have to rely on cards or anything like that. So, yes, yeah, always really been holiday money for me. 
I feel really bad because um, I do part now as well. Sure. And, uh, but I'm doing mine for one of two reasons. One, maybe to go back to the Caribbean next year or to buy an expensive bag. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> I am firm and very frivolous. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That, that's fine because um, you, if you use your partner for, you know, expensive treats, at least you're not, um, you know, using your credit card or you know, you're not going to a payday lender or you're not doing anything like that, you know? So that's why partners is really good for things like that. That's actually absolutely true. Um, somebody else said that to me about partner. It's, you know, at least our community don't have to go to, I know some people do, or, you know, lots of people do, but we don't have to just rely on those payday loans and things like exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. You know, the community can look after each other. And I think that's really important, especially now with the cost of living crisis. Exactly, yeah. But can I ask you, a bit personal, Okay. that's what I like to do. Okay. Where do you like to come in the draw? For Salas. For I'm trying to say like a good Caribbean, but obviously my accent's not very good. <laughs> um, right, so for me, it's usually towards the end um, because I'm, I'm usually saving up for something. I, I don't blame you. That's what I do as well. Otherwise, I'll spend it well, off <laughs> straight away. <Yeah. laughs> Can I ask, how many partners are you in? Two at the moment. Right. And are they our monthly ones or the weekly ones? I know some people do weekly. Don't yeah, they? Uh, the monthly, monthly ones at the moment. How much do you spend? Because I know that some people, like the one that I'm in, it's either £80 or £100 a month, depending on how many weeks are in the month. But I know some people who do, is it 500 And who's got 500 a month to spend on that? I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did a, an event on Saturday, Caribbean event, and, you know, I was talking to many people about partner and I did ask them, you know, how much was their partner hand a month? And some of them were saying like 300, 400 pounds a month. It just goes to show that people, they have the money to save a month. They mm. maybe don't want to save it in a bank because they know that that money's sitting there and they can easily dip into it and, and use it. And so their saving goal is gone. When you're in a partner, you're kind of disciplined and committed to the group to save up. And if you're saving up that much, then when it's time to get your jaw, you know, it's party time, man. You know, it's like, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, you hit the jackpot. So um, me personally, it's more like um, what I mean is one's 50 and one's 100. So that's what I'm doing a month. That's more palatable. Actually, it's really good we're having this conversation today because it reminded me this morning that it's my partner day tomorrow, so I can't be late <laughs> because uh, Miss Wint will come for me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about your app, your partner app. Why did you create it and when did you create it? I initially had the idea for creating a digital partner like years and years ago. But only in the last year and a half, couple of years, we've actually built the product. And so I've always worked in that area. I've always worked in tech and I've always had an interest in fintech, which is financial technology. Back in the day, I had an e-commerce um, startup and, you know, uh, my industry that I currently work in is, is finance as well. So those are my areas of interest. And I wanted to build something, you know, that I was one, interested in, but also extremely important. I wanted to build something that was culturally important to me. You know, the partner is something that is, you know, been in our community or in the UK since, uh, you know, 50s. It's obviously been in our communities back home for, you know, who knows how many generations before that. 
And we all know how important and how much it helped those who came over to the UK in the 1950s and, and after that. And so that was extremely important to me just to do something that was culturally important. And I guess the third reason was because of how much pun is needed right now. You know, I saw how it helped my parents. I saw how it helped people in our community, people that I knew. And of course, with the cost of living crisis, which is still ongoing and it's, and it's still biting and it's affecting black people the hardest, it was extremely important to me to build a product that addresses all of these things. So Paul, your app is very apt. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed it is. Yes. <laughs> Especially in these times, it's so important and helpful. Absolutely. So how does the app work? So you download the app, you create an account, you connect the app to your bank account securely via open banking. And what you do then is create a partner group and you specify, for example, uh, this partner group has 10 people in it and we're each going to save £100 a month, for example. Once you've done that, then you send out an invitation to join that group to your nearest and dearest, your close friends and family. And you do all this via the app and it sends it out via WhatsApp, via email or via text. They get the email or they get the text or the WhatsApp message, click a link, text them to the app, and then they've, once they've joined, they can they will then join your group. And once you have filled out all the spaces in your partner group in the app, the app then says, okay, it's time to go, let's go. Sends out a notification to everyone that it's time to send in your partner hand via the app. Everyone via a few taps automatically sends in um, their partner draw. And this is all done, you know, with the user's consent, they consent to everything. And then whoever's turn it is to receive the partner draw, the app then sends it to that person automatically, directly to their bank account. And then everyone gets notified. And next month it all happens again. And that cycle happens until everyone, you know, has had their turn to get a payout. It makes the whole process extremely simple, extremely easy. There's going to be so much more that we're going to be doing with it. And it's all to do with helping people manage their money, just giving people access to finance that they may not have because there's still people who are locked out of high street finance or there's still people who can't get cheap credit, things like that. Wow. You know, um, and, and they're turning to things like payday lenders, you know, over the last couple of years, the government cracked down on payday lenders, but they still exist, you know? Mm -hmm. And so an app like Partner is needed more than ever, I feel. I think it's fantastic. And one thing that, and when I first did Partner a couple of years ago, it really put me off having to go around um, to the person's house and drop off the <laughs> money. So I started doing bank transfers, which was very different for that person. Sure. I won't say the name. Um, but then with the new one that I'm doing, because everyone's got busy lives, mm -hmm. she's now accepting um, transfers, mm -hmm. which is so much easier. But with this app, because I'm a little bit lazy, mm -hmm. this sounds so foolproof. I can do it without thinking. <laughs> Yeah, I like the plans for the future where it will give people guidance on money. I think that's a great way forward. Yeah, well done. But what would you say to people who are still sitting on the fence in terms of whether they should do a partner, be part of a partner? If they know people in their community who run partner or who have done partner, just speak to them. Many, many people do partner. When I was at this event on Saturday, 
every other person did a partner. It was a Caribbean event and so every other person that was there. And this is from like young to old, you know, they did partner. And and so there's a reason why they do it. And it's obviously works for them. So what I would say is if you know someone in your community who has done a partner, you know, speak to them. Also, I mean, I would say just, just give it a try. You don't have to join a partner, you know, 500 pounds a month. You could just do like a small one, just 10 pounds a month. Just start extremely small. I know some people who have a small partner for things like holidays in the UK or a big bill or something. And then those who plan to go back to the Caribbean and they need money and, you know, they've got to make statements when they're out there. <laughs> and uh, then those who are having family come, let's say, from the States to stay and they want to give them a good time. So they put their money to that. Unlike you and Linda, I think I might start with a £10 one <laughs> and uh, aim high. Yes. Who knows where I'll be this time next year. Exactly. Yeah. So, Paul, we're coming to the end of our podcast today, but we always like to end the show by um, asking our guests for a saying. Now, it can be a Caribbean saying, it can be around partner or money, or it could just be a saying that you really like. Have you got one you can share with us today? One one cockamack basket. Yes. That's what I was gonna say. You <laughs> didn't have one. Oh. <laughs> I love that saying and I've heard that saying a lot, but I don't want to like a bad Caribbean. I never ask what it actually means. Can you or mum explain? Okay, yeah, sure. Let me explain. So okay, imagine you have a cocoa or coconut, right? And each time you're saving one coconut in a basket, right? If you do that regularly over a certain amount of time you put another coconut in um next week you put another coconut in eventually your basket will be full and you know you've got plenty cocoa in there <laughs> oh. so you have to take time you know take time take time and eventually you'll reach your goal that is perfect for partner absolutely mm. that explains it doesn't it <laughs> oh i love that thank you thank you so much <laughs> yeah that's great well done I love it when a guest chooses a saying that complements their object. Well, in this case, their ting. I must say, though, I thought that saying was referring to cocoa pods, not coconuts. And I thought um, it was all about the cocoa, the vegetable. Gosh, Caribbean sayings and the way that we have the same word for so many different things. Kind of yeah. confusing. Yeah. But the sentiment's the same. Start saving slowly. One at a time will soon build up to a significant number. Quite right. I totally agree. That's why I'm loving doing Pardner myself. We're nearly getting to the end of our show, but before we go, I can't resist plugging our exhibition. Oh yes, good idea. If you're keen to know more about Pardner and the great ways it's helped Caribbean people and a growing number of other communities, do go and visit our exhibition Pardnerham at the Bank of England Museum in London. Doors are open daily from 8am to 3.30pm, but closed on Saturday and Sunday. Check out our website for a link with more info. And if you do go, get in touch and let us know what you've learned. You can find us at Museumann on Instagram and at Museumann underscore on Twitter. Next week, we'll be speaking to Rudy Page about an object he would have a hard time using himself. Nice clue. But until then, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.